Bachelor Life with Brent and Jeff. Weekends! I go for the weekends! Good evening and welcome to the Altar Life, part six of our spotlight on the Psalms. We're going to be in Psalm 23 this evening, talking about the Good Shepherd, God's heart for us as his sheep, and what he does for us, <laughs> what he does for our us bad people. <laughs> oh, lame. Are you ready? EWE? <laughs> There's a lot of puns when you're talking about livestock. I know. You can just keep going, and trying to think of they don't get any better. Thinking about something, especially if cool. I try to ram it down your throat. <laughs> uh, sorry, you, you knew that was coming. I can't put the wool over your eyes. So let's keep going. Uh, this isn't going to be bad pun joke. Uh, Tons we, of puns with Brent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a segment I suggested, but it never really happened. So <laughs> anyway. Why do you need a segment? Puss up. It's right there. Puss <laughs> up with everyone. How's everybody doing? We're excited to jump into Psalm 23 tonight. And uh, we had a great, great time last week just kind of talking about the cross again. And you know what? Jesus is the good shepherd. And we're going to be talking about um, the Lord being our shepherd and what that means to us. And hopefully be an encouragement and reminder for all of us as we think about this topic tonight. So you want, you'll want to keep it locked right here, Jeff. You'll just want to do it. And we have a great topic for you. We're glad you tuned in. And uh, before you do anything, you need to grab your Bible if you're not driving. If you're driving, keep your hands on the wheel. Look forward. Just listen. But um, we're going to be in Psalm 23 tonight. We're excited because we have no way, no way of knowing where this train's going to end up. We're just flying through the Psalms. We're picking Psalms that we like, some popular ones, maybe some that you're not familiar with. Um, that are special to us or special to just for we think that it might be a good opportunity for you to get exposed to them and um, I'm just really distracted because I keep thinking of all those wool puns and sheep puns that Brent <laughs> was making earlier but uh, we'll come up with some more we'll, yeah. we'll come up with some more <laughs> oh. I'm, I'm not good at it Brent is awesome at it he's just like he's just there he's got it yep yeah yeah and, and now there's, you know, there's the good people in the world, the black sheep. Uh, you know, there's so many. I, in my, my head, does that too. And that's why I try to cut myself <laughs> off. But you know, you brought it up again. You try to uh, shear yourself. Yeah, shear my. <laughs> uh, which really didn't really. Work. It didn't work. See, no. I'm terrible at it. What did I say? <laughs> Gosh, you're so bad. <laughs> that's what I. I only you say go back bad. to the bad one. It's easy. Yeah. It's simple. You got to be a little bit creative. Yeah, puns are fun. It's fun to sit around and think of puns. Yeah. As long as you don't take yourself so seriously. There's people that are like, oh, that's just, oh, how you even stoop to that level of kind of humor. I'm yeah. so beyond that. My humor that's not is fun. strictly potty and above. <laughs> <laughs> this snob. Comedians. Yeah. Like, dude, you're just not smart enough to think of a pun. That's the problem. Yeah, it is. Anyway. It's an intellectual kind of, pun- of comedy. So, But anyway, you know, this, this psalm is a very... I mean, it's it's on every greeting card, Christian greeting card there is. Um, it's on know. every refrigerator for parents yeah. who, when the kid says there's nothing to eat, I shall not want. <laughs> eat it. Eat yeah. what's in there. It's like, you know what you want to be encouraged? Read Psalm 23. Um, you want to know that God's with you? Read Psalm 23. Um, and we're not making light of it because it's just an awesome song. Of course, we're doing it tonight. And it's, it's good to go through it again and just to kind of look at it in terms of, 
um, what is God trying to say and what's the application for our lives? Um, because really, you can read the Word and you can notice a lot of this stuff that's just, like we talked about last week, you know, the cross. You've heard that so many times, but every time you look at it, God seems to open up a new thing, a new perspective. Um, and so tonight, we hope that that happens as, as well in everyone's heart. Um, God is the, the Lord is our good shepherd, and um, that has many applications in our lives, which we'll get into as we continue. Now. Jeff, shall we? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies, and you anoint my head with oil. My cup runneth over, and surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Psalm 23, chock full, six verses jam-packed, full of God's provision and God's care for us. Sheep are my favorite animal. Uh, I love sheep. I think they're really stupid. I relate to them. Um, They really have no direction in and of themselves. They're just creatures who eat and hang out and, uh, you know, would get themselves in a lot of trouble if it wasn't for the shepherd. Um, You know, I don't know too many shepherds. We've, I wish I did. Um, uh, I don't know if you've ever sheared a sheep. I never have, no, but I've either. been very close to one being sheared, and they just kind of like lay there, and uh, you know, just some—they're just interesting, dumb animals, and we're related to them. So, <laughs> uh, we- <laughs> that was crawl. Open parentheses, carry me through. Close parentheses, super chick. And I love uh, how exact we are. Sorry, descriptions. <laughs> That's what the title is. I mean, come on. I need to give the word picture there because they don't know. If they hear crawl, carry me through. Like, that's not even a sentence. Like, how is that? You got to know that it's in a parenthetical statement. Uh, Oh, is that what you have to know? Yeah. And Uh. uh, (laughs) we are excited to be here. We say that every time. And I don't think it's ever not true. trying to bust your chops. Uh, (laughs) chops. (laughs) Oh, man. See, they just keep coming. I keep thinking about it. You guys are going to be like, click. Turn it off the radio (laughs) show. I can't take any more of these sheep puns. Oh, gosh. These cheap sheep puns are puns. fun. <laughs> anyway, um, you know we could we could talk about the the chapter. You guys know it. You remember? So we're not going to talk. So we're not about going it. to. We're just going to do some more puns. Uh, <laughs> but um, six verses. We got to make it stretch for two hours. So we're yeah, kind of like, just filling time. Like when we're talking about the Lord, we have to do that because nah. He's endless. The Lord is my shepherd; I shall not want. Starts it off with a statement: "I'm your shepherd." I wonder if he had to remind himself, like he's stating it, but he's like, it's kind of like a reminder, like, because sometimes he gets to that point where he's like, I want this. And then he's like, no, no, no. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Yeah. He's there. He, I know it. He's going to bring me to green pastures where it's nice and good grass to eat and chew. He leads me beside the still waters because in case I fall in, I'm easily to retrieve. You know, <laughs> that's the fear. You know, if you're a sheep, you fall into rushing water. You're goner. You're like top heavy. (laughs) Seriously, sheep are so much fun to talk about because they're just like lambs do. (laughs) They're top heavy. You know, you just just push them a little bit, they fall over. You know, I'm not. I'm not um, endorsing. um, You know, sheep sheep tipping tipping (laughs) at all. Uh, I like beef tips. That has nothing to do with anything. I'm so lame. So lamb. (laughs) 
I'm just going to give up. <laughs> Sorry, I'm losing my mind. Um, verse 3 says, He restores my soul, for he leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. I think it's interesting because he says it's for his name's sake that he leads us into righteousness. It's because he's put his name in our hearts and we represent him. So it's in his own interest for us to walk in righteousness. It's pretty cool. That was a mighty good leader by Audio Adrenaline. And I love the verse um, that says, He restores my soul. How many times... You know, we, we take this and we apply, like, green pastures and still waters, and we go, yeah, we get our food to eat. You know, he takes care of our physical things that we need. But our soul is, you know, from a soul per soulish perspective, we're o- our soul is always in a need for that water to drink. You know, um, as, the, as the deer pants for the water, so my soul longs for you. There's always a need that my soul has, and I love that. He restores my soul. Because so often, I feel like my soul needs to be restored, like... I feel like my soul's so far away from the places that I've been in the past where I just feel refreshed and fed from the Lord. And it's not, without fail, when we open his word and we spend time with him, he does the work of feeding us good things and giving us the water to, to refresh our souls um, and so that we feel right with the Lord again and we, we come back to that place where we're right with him. And that's such an awesome thing. And uh, as Brent was reading from verse 3, we move on with verse 4, and he says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And I think it's, it's really important, and I'm sure David was clinging to the shadow of death. It's not, though I walk through the valley of death, because that would be pretty, that'd be pretty you know, morbid, or you know, it'd be pretty gloomy to walk through the valley of death. He didn't face that. He got the shadow of it. He sensed it. He knows exactly what it's like, but he's preserved and his life is preserved. He, he doesn't have any fears whatsoever. He res, he's restored in his soul. And there's an interesting story. I forget who said it. It was like Warren Wearsby or some smarter guy than me. He was talking about how, um, you know, this this young child, his mother had died, and he was talking to the father, like, you know, why did she have to die and all those things. And the father saw a truck go by, and he said, son, would you rather get hit by the truck or get hit by the shadow of the truck and he said well the shadow obviously he said that's what happens you know mommy's gone on to be with the lord but she didn't receive the truck jesus is the one who took the full force he took death so that we could just walk through the shadow of it uh-huh. and um it's just kind of a you know i don't know if i butchered that or not but it's uh you know going back to our previous episode where it's jesus taking the brunt of something you know, as, as amazing as, as it is to think about that, you know, we still go through those trials. We still go through those difficult times. But David says, I'll fear no evil for you are with me. The ever present companion, Jesus Christ is with us. His Holy Spirit is in our hearts. And it's just such an incredible thing that God, he wants this for us. This is his heart for us as a good shepherd. He wants us to have the proper provision and um, he lays that out in this chapter, which is probably why it's so popular. It's because it's just like so clear cut, succinct, short, sweet, to the point, and uh, something that we are not. So it's good to kind of have this to, to reference <laughs> a chapter that is short, sweet, and to the point. And um, if I was walk, if I was in the shadow of death, when I when I'm in the shadow of death, I really don't want to walk through it. If I'm by myself, I want to run through it as fast <laughs> as I can. Um, but with the Lord, you know, protecting us and guiding us, he gives us the peace in the, in the storm. You know, he gives us the calm in the middle of the shadow, what, what, um, like what Jeff said. And, man, to allow us to be able to walk through that and stay whole at the end of the day is a great thing. That was Desperate by Fighting Instinct. When we get to that point of desperation, 
Jesus is there. We don't have to want for anything. We don't lack anything. And uh, that's important to remember. Another thing important to remember is our website, www.thealterlife.com. You can catch up on the most recent episodes from the Spotlight on Pasam series. And um, there's five for you to catch up on. So you've you got some homework ahead of you. And um, you can download some unbelievable segments, some past series that we've done, as well as request music and request uh, a topic of The Altar Life if you want to. You know, we'd love to get in touch with you. And don't forget to like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash The Altar Life, and follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash The Altar Life. And then MySpace is in there too, but forget them. So I heard someone say that MySpace is the old amusement park that no one goes to. <laughs> it's really true. It is so true. It's, it's a sad, sad state. That's still around? They ruined it because they put all this glaring ads and ridiculousness. So it's, you can't even see the page anymore. You're unbelievable. The Ultra. This is unbelievable. I cannot believe this. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. It's time for our unbelievable segment to close out hour one, as it usually does. And um, when you're thinking about the Lord is my shepherd, you think about being a sheep and all this beautiful imagery of green grass and still waters and just makes you kind of sleepy. And um, <laughs> being in, uh, a father again with a newborn, and Brent can sympathize, it hasn't been long for him as well, and he's still got two babies that don't like to sleep. Um, yep. Makes you really cherish sleep and I totally take back all the times that I didn't want to sleep when I was younger when I wanted to stay up late take and that back. Yeah, I really do it's like can I just like, do a redo on that can I get some <laughs> more sleep please it's embarrassing I I come home from work and I'll sit down and put my head back on the couch and I'm wearing like my shirt and tie and stuff and I like doze off I know and I'm like I am an old man I, I make fun of guys yeah. who did that We're like oh like I used to go I remember going to the movies with my dad and we'd be there, and he would just fall asleep. I'm like, Dad, we're like watching like Jurassic Park, and you're falling asleep in the movie theater. What is that? <laughs> I know. Like, it could have been like the loudest, most action-packed movie, and my dad would fall asleep. But I'm getting to that point. I'm like, it's 8 o'clock at night, and my, my children are finally in bed. And I'm like, good, I can spend some time with my wife. And I'm like, I just go to bed. And her, her she's even worse, because I'm like, an, I've always been a night owl. I like to stay up late. But then I complain about having to get up for work. And she's like, you should go to bed earlier. I'm like, no, it's my freedom. I can stay up <laughs> as late as I want. And then I'm like, a zombie. <laughs> yeah, I know. Sleep is like uh, so... Oh, I just wish I had so much more of it. Yeah. Because it's never enough. No. And, you know, my, I have a you know three-year-old who tells us when he's awake because, you know, he's he doesn't know that he can just get out of bed yet, which is fine. We want him to tell us so that... <laughs> but basically, it becomes a built-in alarm clock where... It's like six o'clock in the morning. It's like, hello, I'm awake. <laughs> it's like, no, it's like a, it's a rude awakening. Oh my gosh. Uh, I've been trying to teach my, my son to do that, but he just insists on screaming bloody murder when he wakes up because he's still in his cage as he sees it. Yeah. He's totally. behind bars and he's like, ah! and you're like, oh, Good morning, sunshine. <laughs> the earth says hello. <laughs> and me, I'm the worst. Uh, I'm like not a morning person at all. I probably, I should take pictures of the way I look when I wake up and just post them consistently. Like a day, a day ratio or not a ratio, but like a running day, day one, day two. And then I, just, I slowly become, it's like the backwards evolutionary chain. <laughs> I slowly go back to Neanderthal status. <laughs> it's like, oh goodness, but. You tell you what, man. If yeah. you ever get the opportunity to take a mid-afternoon nap, do it. 
Yeah. And you know what? I'm not really picky about the sleeping conditions. Like, no. and I, and I love all the sleep technology out there, like the sleep number bed <laughs> and, uh, you know, the actual foam memory foam mattresses and all the, I'll call it sleep technology. I'm a four. <laughs> I'm a 73 in sleep number. It's like, and I love how the, the commercials make it like, what's your sleep number? Like yeah. it comes up in normal conversation. Yeah, right. It's like, hey, Brent, uh, how was your 74 last like night? They show these two people like in a blind date and they, they have the same sleep number and they're like, oh, we made in heaven. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's, uh, I don't know. We're let's, going let's to uh, pause for station identification and on the other side, Brent's guilty pleasure of the week. Ooh. Apologetics, Shepherd's Paradise. A parody of Gangster's Paradise. Which was parodied by Weird Al Yankovic as Amish Paradise. And the, the track is actually music from Stevie Wonder song. Free information for you guys. <laughs> I found that out like 10 years after the fact. Really? That I was like listening to Stevie Wonder. And oh, the yeah. duh, 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 that whole like intro music. Duh, duh, I was like, what? This isn't wow. Stevie Wonder song. <laughs> I thought it was a Coolio song. Whatever happened to Coolio? I don't know. Fell off the earth. Yeah. Anyway. He wasn't um, Coolio enough to stay around. <laughs> if you're wondering what is happening, this is The Alter Life with Brent and Jeff. We are in the hour two of our sixth episode of our Spotlight on Psalm series. Psalm 23, The Good Shepherd's Heart. And um, we're excited. We got lots more music for you this hour. We got a Run Kid Run double play coming up. Uh, Delirious and Brit Nicole in our next segment. So stay tuned. And um, Brent, with this topic, it's just... We all need to read it. We all need to be reminded of it because we can read it and we memorize it, but we don't think of it in our own terms. Like this, this applies to us. God is going to be with us through our difficulties. He's, we shouldn't fear evil. He says, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And uh, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Like I don't imagine myself with a bucket full of fried chicken sitting around all the people that hate me and eating like comfortably. Like this is great. Can you pass the salt? Can you pass the barbecue sauce? But that's what God says. He's going to give us peace in those terrible times. He said, for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And I'm just thinking about a shepherd with a flock of sheep on a mountain. <laughs> and they're, these dumb sheep are sitting around and they're just chewing on grass and they don't have a care in the world. And they really don't know and are observant of the danger that could be around them. You know, the wolves that want to tear them apart. The cliff that's just a couple feet that way that they could walk off of and die. Um, the fact that they're running out of grass and they need to be led to the next place or else they're going to die because there's going to be no food left to be for them to eat. And, um, you know, all those things that are going on that they have no clue what's going on because they're engrossed in the grass they're eating now. They're engrossed in the moment, in the moment. And yet they have a shepherd who understands the big picture. They have a shepherd who knows what's going to happen if something doesn't change. They know about the wolf that's out there. <laughs> they, they know about that stuff. And like God, being our good shepherd, knows our lives and knows what's coming, knows what's going to happen if we stay where we're at, knows the evil that's lurking, knows the spiritual warfare that's going on, You know, knows all those things. He has that inventory. And yet, um, and then he guides us, you know, with his staff. And it's not like, you know, he beats us over the head with the staff and the rod. He doesn't do that with the sheep because he doesn't want to hurt the sheep. He leads them by directing them with the staff that he has. And, um, <clears throat> and you know, that, and it says they comfort me. Well, isn't it comforting to know that your shepherd, Jesus, knows the direction that he wants for you and knows where the good things are. And 
is willing to lead you in that in that way. And not only is he going to lead you not knowing, he knows where you're going to end up and knows ultimately how to get you there safely. And sometimes we're oblivious. I mean, I think we're going to get to heaven and realize how much God did on our behalf in the spiritual realm um, and how much things he saved us from that we had no idea was at, at just around the corner if we so choose to go that way. And um, how he guided us into the different path. And I think that's something we lose sight of so often. Yeah. The thing that they say about sheep is that they can only see like in the... And Brent was hinting at it and he was saying like we were just looking at the grass. Like they can't see the big picture. They only have like a perver... They don't have a peripheral vision. They're just concentrating on the... Tunnel which vision. is why... Yeah, tunnel vision. And uh, and sheep are also very good followers. But you don't want a sheep lead in the pack because they'll just do whatever. Like sheep have been known to walk off cliffs and follow each other and all that stuff. And it's interesting that it says in Isaiah that all we like sheep have gone astray. Like sheep, we've gone astray because that's what sheep do. And that's what God's favorite term for his people are sheep. Because it, if you study sheep and their characteristics, they're very similar to what we are like on a daily basis. Continue on what we were talking about in the last segment. Um, you know, God sees the beginning. He sees the end. He sees the middle. He knows exactly what we what we don't. And I think that's important that sometimes he keeps us in the dark because when we see things, we'll run ahead <laughs> or we'll be like, oh, that, oh, that's the thing I want. Or we'll get go, spooked. Yeah, we'll get spooked or we get like, or we gorge ourselves on something, you know, like, oh, there's more grass over there. Let me go eat all that, you know, instead of like finishing what we have here. <laughs> and uh, it's just really interesting to think about the way God likens himself to a shepherd and we're the sheep. It's such a great, and I encourage you all to kind of look that stuff up because it's really interesting. It's an, it's an interesting profession because shepherds were outcasts and God calls himself the good shepherd. Like he was willing to be, you know, set aside with the, the dirty sheep basically to, to go and, and take care of them. And he chooses David who writes this Psalm who was a shepherd himself and protected the sheep and loved the sheep. You know, why would you go up against a bear and a lion to protect the sheep unless you love them? If that was me. I'd be like, you're stupid sheep. They're good meat. Go ahead, lion and bear. Go go have at it. Go have a crazy, crazy breakfast and dinner and all that stuff. And we continue on in this in the psalm, and it says, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. In the midst of those who are against me, you provide, um, you know, food, sustenance. You provide what I need in the presence of all those who want to war against me. And, um... You know, kind of along what we were talking about with the enemy, you know, the enemy is against us. And, um, you know, we're in places, sometimes we don't have any earthly enemies. And I kind of think, like, who really is my enemy right now? I don't know if I can think of anyone who, like, just doesn't like me um, or thinks that they're <laughs> we're at enemies with each other. But, um, you know, the, there's spiritual warfare that's going on. And, you know, I can attest to the fact that there are times where I just know, like, there's something warring against my soul. I mean, you know, I'm in the middle of a situation. I just know my head's confused. You know, um, there's just some spiritual things that are going on in my own heart. And I know there's a battle there. Um, and this is a great encouragement because, you know, as the Lord is faithful to protect us from the enemy, he's also not just protecting us from not being hurt by our enemy, but he's also providing the sustenance we need in the midst of that. And, um, you know, while we're in the middle of that, he's giving us the thing, the sustenance we need to to hold up underneath that. And he's the ultimate, ultimately the one who prepares the way for us to have exactly what we're looking, what we need in that situation. 
Yeah, he says, you anoint my head with oil, which David actually experienced that when Samuel anointed him king. And he says, my cup runs over. It's not like God just gives us a couple scrapings. Yeah. You know, here's some stuff. You know, eat it fast because your enemies are coming. And therefore, I can say, oh, you ate in the presence of your enemies. Good job. <laughs> you know, it's like, my cup runs over. There's, it's over in abundance. Not only will I lack nothing, but I'm going to have a lot on top of everything else. He doesn't just give us enough. Um, you know, he gives us exceedingly abundantly beyond what we can ask or think, it says in the New Testament. Good stuff. Just like our shepherd. It's good stuff. Um, man, just so encouraging tonight as we look, think about these things and reflect on him being the Lord being our shepherd. I'm so thankful the Lord is the one who's my shepherd and who's leading and guiding me in my life. Um, and as somebody I can trust who I know knows the evil that's around. He knows the, the end from the beginning. He knows who my enemies are. I don't even know sometimes who my enemies yeah. are. And he knows how to protect me from that and sustain me through that. And like Jeff said in the last segment, give me more than I could imagine or think um, in, in provision for those good things. And, um, man, just an encouraging word tonight. But uh, verse 6 says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Goodness and mercy following after me. and It's literally hunting me down. Um <laughs> You can't get away from God's goodness and God's mercy, even if you try, because he loves us that much and he cares that much about us. And as Brent said in the the previous segment, like, I'm glad that it's God that's my shepherd because we're often led astray by bad shepherds, you know, or they call them the hirelings. I think there's there's a a parable about the hireling. And when the wolf comes, the hireling doesn't care about the sheep. He just flees. But the shepherd is the one who takes care of the sheep and protects them. You know, read John 10. I encourage all of you, the good shepherd. And the sheep know the voice of the shepherd. If, yeah, if we know got the real thing. They, they know the, the fake from the real, um, the counterfeit from the genuine. And it's just so important to realize that because we spend so much of our time following the wrong shepherd. We're like, oh, man, that Lindsay Lowen, she's a, she's a winner. <laughs> or, you know, that ridiculous celebrity that I really want to follow after or that pastor that is so cutting edge and he's all metro and he's all made over to look really appealing and cool you know he has the answer you know there's so many things that we will quickly latch onto and follow after like dumb sheep I knew there was something wrong with Twitter everyone's on there following all these other people that's right it's just a big mass amount of shepherds stop following become a leader (laughs) follow us on Twitter, the altar life. <laughs> Subtle. Oh my goodness. But, uh, you know, we need to realize the dangers. And that's why it says, you know, the, he prepares a table for us in the presence of our enemies. I think a lot of times we soften everything as though there's no danger. What danger is there? What evil is out there in the world? We underestimate and we can't imagine. You know, our imaginations doesn't don't fathom the real evil that's out there so that we we're lackadaisical in our attitude of finding the right shepherd to lead us, which is dangerous. It's as better as he it is better to be a doorkeeper in your temple than to be anywhere else. And you know that last part, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Man, what a privilege we have to be in the Lord's house where goodness, his goodness flows and the mercy that he has towards us to not give us the things we deserve. Um, so goodness, the things we don't deserve, he gives us freely. And the things that we do deserve, he withstands. And forever we have that. And that's a great encouragement tonight. That was new music by House of Heroes, Constant. To close out the night, a great song. 
and something for us to go out on on a positive note. And uh, we're really excited that um, you stuck around all the way till the end of our Psalm 23. And uh, we're very excited to continue in our Psalm series. I say very excited a lot. Yeah. It's kind of like, I don't have anything else to say, basically. How else do I convey <laughs> my excitement? I, mean, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Forever. And forever is a long time. That's like past whenever you can think is the last end point you can think about. The forever's <laughs> past that. And that's how long we are planted in his house. And um, it goes beyond next week. It goes beyond next month. But until next week, be cool cats. Live for Christ.